This podcast is also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is so easy to use. It's simple, it's fast, it's effective. It's the easiest way to distribute your podcast to every major platform and in the quickest way. I've gone through other websites to host podcasts, and it's a pain in the butt. Anchor does it for you. Join Anchor.fm and do your podcast the right way. And if you're looking to start a podcast, contact one of us at ATV Sports, as we're looking for podcasters for nearly every professional sports team right now. If you think you'd be a good fit, you can also apply at our website, www.atbsports.net. And welcome back to the Dog Check Podcast. I'm your host, Chandler Adams, here to cover all things Dog Pound in Cleveland for you guys. I'm joined today by my good friend, Corey Miller. Um, make sure you go follow his Twitter accounts, at Miller97. And make sure you go give the Dog Check Pod a follow on Twitter. It's always follow back. Always want to interact with you guys, get some listener questions. So today... On episode four, we were going to focus on the Cavs, uh, but they ended up getting the fifth pick in the draft, which is, basically means they're going to be irrelevant for another year. But first thing we're going to talk about is just kind of how the lottery fell and how the whole entire world was just thinking, well, shit, the Pelicans got the first pick. But... Yeah, so I'm going to hand it over to Corey. What were your initial reactions on that draft lottery? Uh, Well, I'm glad it wasn't rigged and New York got Zion. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, if it was rigged, the Knicks or the Lakers would have definitely got Zion. And when they when the Lakers jumped into the top four, I was thinking, all right, all right, Adam Silver, you, you know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I was surprised by the uh, Sacramento one as low as they did. I mean, they didn't do half bad, but I mean, they don't get that pick, unfortunately. They they gave that to the Celtics. But. Yeah, the the uh, the Celtics aren't too happy with that, especially with what looks like Kyrie being out the door there. I thought the the quietest thing that happened in this draft is the Grizzlies are foreseeably getting a player like Ja Morant to add to Jaron Jackson and just kind of Jaron Jackson and Ja Morant being possibly your, uh, you know, your new cornerstones and Ja Morant's going to get to learn from one of the smartest point guards in the NBA uh, and Mike Conley. I think, I think that's uh, a really big deal that no one's talking about, but I want to know what you think the Pelicans We'll do with that first overall pick. Will it be Zion? Will it be maybe someone we're not expecting? Or will it be trade bait inevitably? If if they don't go Zion, I mean, they have Drew Holiday. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why they would get another point guard unless they're looking to the future. And they're planning on trading Kate, or, uh, AD right now. now. Uh, if that's the case, I'd say you go with either RJ or... John Morant, and then you got a pretty good backcourt uh, for the future. That is, uh, if you're going, if you're going for now, 
and you're planning on keeping AD, you definitely go Zion. Yep. Yeah, I I see a very real possibility where going away from Zion is going to be the hardest thing anyone's ever done in the modern basketball era and in the modern sports era. He's the most clear pick since LeBron James in any sport ever, except for Baker Mayfield. Ha, no, but seriously. Zion Williamson is a generational talent, but Zion Williamson alone right now is not getting you anywhere. So I can see a real possibility where the Pelicans think, well, AD is going to be out the door. So why don't we send him away? We accumulate that Knicks third overall pick and we get Zion Williamson and then maybe his teammate, Jobber, I mean, teammate RJ Barrett or the Pelicans say, hey, we don't think that Zion's going to help us win championships because he needs players around him, if that's their thinking. And they look at the NBA and say, hey, this is a shooting league. Zion's not a shooter. Maybe they trade out of that first spot, get the Knicks' third overall pick, and who knows? Maybe the Hawks with 8 and 10 are enticing to trade up to number one, but... Obviously, the clear favorite to for the Pelicans is to get Zion and replace AD with Zion. Um, and then, obviously, I did want to talk about the Knicks going into the draft, but them having a third overall pick in that roster is just god-awful. I don't want to talk about them. But the Lakers. The Lakers, we were talking about this before uh, we hopped on here. I don't... I honestly, truthfully, don't understand why they automatically jumped into the top four. I don't get why. I don't get how that works. But the Lakers getting a top four pick just made everyone in LA's ears perk up a little more like, oh, holy crap. Maybe we aren't going to be complete crap next year. Maybe. What do you think they should do with that fourth overall pick? Trade it. Who do you think might fall to them? Um, honestly, this is just another trade piece. If they're truly going after AD, like a lot of people think they are, if a lot of the columnists and everything think they are, this is just another trade piece. Mm -hmm. You got uh, a handful of your young talent to pick from. Uh, You got the fourth overall pick now. If you pair that with the first and fourth, you could potentially... I. I don't know how far R.J. Barrett's going to fall, but the fourth pick, you can still get probably DeAndre Hunter, who's a pretty solid power forward, at least what I watched of him. He could be, yeah, he's he's listed as a small forward, but he's what you would project in that Western Conference to be an outstanding power forward. Not a Draymond Green, but that undersized defensive and then not like Draymond Green, three-point shooting, power forward, yeah. And if you do that, you can pair DeAndre Hunter and Zion at the three and four. I don't know how well that'd be with uh, stretching the floor. That's going to be very grounded poundish, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think the I think the Lakers with the fourth overall pick definitely start calling up the Pelicans, saying, hey, a fourth overall pick... Yeah, the Knicks the Knicks can give you the third overall pick. But I mean, hey, we got people on this team that you know, might entice you a little bit more than that. 
Oh, Lonzo Ball, or Brandon Ingram. But if if you're the Lakers, you're not looking to trade it, which I don't think they are, just for just for uh, future sake. Any any one of those players in the projected top ten, I think, could work. Yeah, they don't really need a center. They're a dime a dozen. Uh, yeah, it's hard to come by a center that matters in this league. I mean, look I'm, at the look at the last four teams in the playoffs. The only center that matters right now is Ennis Canner. Exactly. Uh, you got Lonzo, who I think you give him one more year and he blossoms. I think he's going to be a stud. You got Josh Hunter or Josh Hart coming off the bench. You still got your vets uh, and. Uh, Oh, I guess not anymore. Uh, yeah, for next you had for next season, the Lakers have under contract so far: Bron, Ball, Ingram, uh, Wagner, who you know I, I don't see him being anything special. Kuzma, Josh Hart, and that's it right now. But that just means you got a lot of cap room to play with. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have a lot of holes. Yeah you could potentially fill with this fourth pick. If yeah. you're looking for a shooting guard, you got RJ Barrett if he's still there. If you're looking for another point guard who's I don't think you need him, but he could work with is uh Darius Garland. Garland. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's flying uh he's flying high under the radar cuz of not playing last year, but he's a he's a good shooter. That's it, with the RJ thing. I think his game can improve in the NBA with it being more spaced out. Uh, watching Duke this year, I was obviously watching for Zion and not RJ. I'm not a very big fan of RJ. I I think his game could improve, though, with a spaced out floor uh, because his best attribute is driving. I don't know if he fits in this already bad shooting Lakers three-point team, but if you're going for someone with a high ceiling, thinking post-LeBron, RJ Barrett would definitely be your guy if he dropped to four. I feel like he'd have the most trade value as well. Yeah. Not that you're looking to trade him, but yeah. Just I if I if I were the Lakers GM, um, which apparently just anybody can do. So hey, maybe the with the roster you have now, you have so many veterans that you're going to be out going out and getting next year. Um, you know, I don't know all the little veterans that are going to be uh, free agents and whatnot. But what you need is, are those you need uh you need like a Stevenson guys maybe maybe you sign him back uh you need more three point shooting I don't know what Kyle Korver's contract looks like right now but a player like that um and you just need you you just like you said you have a lot of holes you don't have a dominant big man right now Kuzma is not a big man. You don't have a single big guy on your roster. And so maybe, you know, they look at a guy like Bull Bull out of Oregon. I don't know how crazy that would be. He's, I forget how tall he is, 7'3 or something like that. He can shoot the three. He can defend. That, that's something to look at. But also you have to win, you have to build to beat who you're playing against. And does a Bull Bull work against the Rockets or the Warriors or the Kings that are coming and they're fast? Or do you look at it as K 
can the Rockets, Warriors, or Kings shoot over Bull Bull? A lot of things with the Lakers could go terribly wrong this offseason. Um, we're going to talk in a little bit about what free agency is going to look like with them, big-name free agents. But uh, we'll talk about the Cavs also in a second. Uh, the last lottery team I really want to talk about are the Atlanta Hawks. Who, If you've watched any NBA lately, you've got your eyes glued to this team. Uh, Trey Young, electric. Kevin Herter, I know I'm pronouncing that name wrong. He came on... He came on great, uh, better than you would expect. And uh, he looks to have, uh, I don't, I'm not going to compare him to J.J. Redick just because he's white, but kind of that uh, moxie, that little white guy moxie that I'm not going to get stopped even though I'm smaller than you kind of deal. Um, they've got Terion Prince, a good player, a very good wing, a very good wing player. And then you have Vince Carter, who's, you know, obviously just his veteran leadership means more than his play. And you have John Collins at power forward, who I think should win a most improved player. Uh, I mean, he just played absolutely great. Um, What did he average? Sorry. He averaged 20 points, 10 rebounds, 2 of 6, and he had a 6-point win share. That, that's really good. Um, to put that in perspective, let's see, what did go to Memphis? Someone like Jaron Jackson only had a three win share, and someone as good as Mike Conley had an eight point win share. So, a lot of things to think about. Um, and they also have Dwayne Dedman at center. But with the 8th and 10th overall pick, Corey, who do you think are some players that could really take this team to that next level that they're so close to being at with this draft? I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm... Or do you see a trade, maybe trade up? Maybe a trade up to get one of those elite players, like uh, maybe the Grizzlies or the Lakers could be takers? I, I don't even know. Like I'm I'm thinking you either need you either need a center or you need another forward. I don't think you need a guard because you got you got Kent Bazemore, who's not amazing, but he's a very solid player. You got Kevin Herter, you got uh Trey Young, and you have uh Jalen and or Jalen Adams and Justin Anderson who are I think fairly decent bench bench guards, and then you got Vince, who is a well seasoned so, vet. I think they go uh, with this. Justin Anderson was the only one that they're not they don't have in twenty nineteen twenty twenty, but Sorry. still, but yeah. still, yeah. I I think you go with if if you can get him, I think you go with Reddish. Okay, I can see that. I don't know if he'll still be available. I mean, he's projected to go the seventh, but things could always change. And if you can't get him, I say maybe Jason or sorry, Jackson Haynes from uh, Texas. Oh, all right. That's a what? What would you say if I said at eight a guy like Bull Bull was there, or? Uh, if you said they needed another forward, also Brandon Clark from Gonzaga. Those are two good players to maybe keep your eyes on. And 
another player I'd I'd keep my eye on is maybe Kobe White. If he falls out, you put Trey Young and Kobe White. I I think more people need to be looking at this Portland team. Are you and are doing you prepared, their, Are you prepared to have two under six five guards though? Well, I'm watching the Western Conference Finals right now, and there's two six three guards that are the second best backcourt in the NBA. Now that's hard to get to. And I know it's bold, but I watch a guy like CJ McCollum who plays with so much energy and heart that he did, he refuses to play like he's 6'3". You watch Kobe White. He was the fastest player on the court at any given time last year. If I put together a backfield of Kobe, a backfield, a backcourt of Kobe White and Trey Young, that's an ex- that's that's an exciting team. But I don't know. The the Hawks could go a lot of different ways. There's a lot of players that, you know, aren't being mentioned towards the top. Like uh, P.J. Washington from Kentucky came on strong. Grant Williams from Tennessee, a great player. Romeo Langford. I, and th- this draft isn't as top-heavy as people. I mean, it is top-heavy, but after Zion Williamson, it's all just kind of fair game from there. I'm not sold on yeah. Ja. I I totally agree. I think I think you're definitely your top top three are I'm gonna say Zion and then it's either Ja or RJ Barrett. Those that's me though. Yeah, and that's who I'd go with. Unless and, you have a solid point guard or shooting guard, those are your clear options. Yeah, and like I said, if if DeAndre if DeAndre Hunter or Jarrett Culver or you know a Kobe White went two or three, I wouldn't be that surprised. John Morant was electrifying in college, but he's lazy. He doesn't play defense, and he turns the ball over a lot, especially playing at a small school like Murray State. And R.J. Barrett can't shoot the three yet. Uh, And you see what happens to Ben Simmons and the Sixers. Yeah. 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 Um. Just things to think about. The draft lot the draft lottery didn't go the way we went we thought. The NBA drafts for sure not gonna go the way we thought. So that I kind of wanna talk about now, to be candid, Corey's not a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, but it's okay. I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. You can hate me all you want. But <laughs> He's whatever. wearing his Mavericks hat right now, I think. Oh no, it's a high state hat. So he is He's a Browns fan. He's an Ohio State fan. He just fell in love with Dirk Nowitzki, and nobody's going to hate him for that. I mean, he's one of my favorite all-time players, mostly because Corey. I had to watch him all the time. But we're going to talk about the Cavs, and we're getting an unbiased opinion from him. I float between the Cavs and the Lakers right now. I don't care. I love LeBron. Can't take him out of me. So... What do you think, like, I don't know if you can pull them up, but looking at the Cavs' contracts and kind of what they're sitting at, where do you see them going in this draft, and where do you see them going with, you know, in the next five years kind of thing? Um, Knowing how Dan Gilbert works. Not well. Not well. I don't know how well they're going to be in five years. I don't know how well their salary situation is going to be in five years. All I know is right now, they don't look pretty. No, and they their, don't. Their salary is even worse. Mm-hmm. You are playing. You are paying Tristan Thompson seventeen million dollars to be outdated. 
Yeah. The good then, thing, the only good, the only plus about all these contracts, <laughs> after 2020, so after next season, yeah. all of these guys are gone, but the people that matter and Kevin Love, Colin Sexton, Larry Nance, who's expensive, but he brings more to this team than people think, and he was flirting with the triple-double all year last year. And then you have Big Z under contract. So like Corey was saying, for this next year, the Cavs' salary is as ugly as the Rockets' salary, which is not pretty, and we will get to in a little bit. Except the Rockets are contenders. (laughs) Hey, the Cavs would be contenders too. They're just one player away, dude. They were one Zion away. They're LeBron away. <laughs> yeah, any team's a LeBron away, though. Um, but I look at this as next year's your... I don't know what this year was, if next year's this, but next year's your... Let's get ready for next year. Let's get ready for two years from now and start to build from there. You have two first-round picks this year. You have the fifth overall pick, and you have the 24th overall pick. Um, I think... That J.R. Smith uh, and Jordan Clarkson are both going to be heavily baited for trade. Uh, this they they're on the last year of their contracts. They're both scorers. Contending teams will call the Cavs for them. If you can package a deal, you get you ended up getting two second rounders out of Jordan Clarkson and J.R. Smith. I think the entire Cavs organization would be thrilled because uh, J.R. Smith's doing nothing but throwing soup. And Jordan Carson is doing nothing but scoring, and that includes he doesn't pass, he doesn't play defense. That's going to be hard, though. You got a $14.7 million contract and a 12.5. That's going to be a lot of salary to eat for nothing in return. Not a, not a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, you're, it's... you're either going to have to give up a draft pick to get rid of him, or... No, no. Or... Not not a first. You're gonna have to give up a second, I think. Well, somebody or, will take him because it's just for one year. That is, yeah, okay, yeah. For for some reason, I was thinking Jr's under a contract for another year after that. My bad. Well, these basketball reference, as good as the site is, it still has it up as this 2018-29 season. It's driving me nuts. But I think with the fifth overall pick, and Stephen, if you're listening, ha. Cavs are going to get Jarrett Culver, like I wanted the whole time. They're not. Uh, I think Jarrett Culver from Texas Tech is one of the best players in this draft. He's my favorite player in the draft. And I think that he fits into this roster beautifully. Um, you sign Jetty to a long-term deal, hopefully sometime this year. You have Colin, Culver, Jetty, Nance, and Kevin Love under contract for the foreseeable future. I like that. Um, it's a start. And then with the, with the signing of John Beeline, I really think that, you know, the what is it, the 26th pick might be a guy like Iggy from Michigan. If you didn't, go, if you didn't watch him, go watch him. Uh, super good player. Only problem is he fouled a lot. But uh, what are you kind of thinking they should do with these two picks? Um, fourth, I, I definitely think if, if – I don't know. If if you have confidence in Jared Culver, I'd say go with him. I don't know how well he'll transition. I mean, I don't see an issue with him, but there's always that chance. I just see him as a Jimmy Butler as his ceiling. 
His floor is low. But I see him as a uh, Jimmy Butler kind of player, which I just would love to have on my team. But obviously, not everyone just turns into Jimmy Butler. He's a good player. Yeah. Um. Your your shooting guard. I mean, if you're going with the shooting guard, that that's where you're gonna want. Uh, point guard, you're pretty much set. I mean, you got Colin Sexton, you got Delhi, yeah, first you got team, Clarkson, all rookie you got, NBA, and you got Brandon Knight, who I think. If this is if he's gonna come back anything in what he was, this is gonna be the year to prove. You've it. always loved Brandon Knight, and that's just because two K. I love Brandon Knight. I I have loved Brandon Knight since I I since he came into the league. But God, that's Brandon that's me. Knight. But I agree with you. I don't think you need to go point guard here. The only way I'd go point guard is if you know Kobe White was at five. I, I would love to see Kobe White, Colin Sexton, backcourt, get the two giant froze, two fastest guys on the court at all times. I'm telling you, the double point guard backcourt is the way the NBA is going. Beat the damn curve and get there. Beat the curve. The Rockets and Warriors game the other night, I think the only two forwards on the floor were Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. The Rockets had five guards. On the floor. But it works. I don't love it. As a former post player, I want to see the big guy post up. But it's how it's going. So beat the curve. Get your two point guards. Get the hell out of there and let John Beeline work his magic. Which leads me to Corey's second favorite team. I don't like John. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Rockets. Oh, I love the Rockets. Corey, even though he's a Dallas fan, when they won their championship in 2011, he was ecstatic. But then when they were bad and the Rockets became good, that's not true. He moved when three James hours Harden, to when, Houston. When <laughs> when James Harden got traded, I love that trade, and I started watching and following. He is Houston not lying. Well. He beat the James Harden hype. He was a fan and thunder. Uh, From day was, one, I thought. He was a but, fan of Beardless Harden, if that means I th- anything. I thought Houston stole James Harden, and they did. And I am so happy about it. Who they didn't steal was Chris Paul, because they're stealing. He's stealing from them, which leads me to my question. Have the Rockets gone as far as they can go? What does the future for the Rockets look like with that atrocious contract of Chris Paul? And what they're do you done. think they should do? There, there's. I don't think there's anywhere they can go uh, without trading them. The only way you get better is if James Harden gets better, and golly, that'd be hard. Well, I mean, no. You got <laughs> you got two guys making almost all of your salary. You have Harden, who's making thirty million a year, which I think he's worth because he is an MVP. He jumps I, up to. I just saw this. He gets forty-six million in twenty twenty-two. Holy crap! Yeah, and you have Chris Paul making thirty-five million, thirty-five and a half ish, which is way too much for a. I don't even know how old he's. Thirty-six, thirty, thirty-four, thirty-four-year-old point guard. Who thirty-four? Is, he's the oldest thirty-four I've ever seen. I think my dad could be healthier throughout an eighty-two game season. Than Chris Paul, <laughs> pull less hammies. 
he, he he's hurt. He's hurt every I don't know, fifteen games, something like that. He yeah, and like we were just talking up. about at the bar last week, is Chris Paul No Dan, he's not better than Tony Parker. But Chris Paul is a great he is he is an elite point guard. He is one of the best point guards of all time. That is not a debate. He is. He's up there in the Magics, the Jerry West, the Oscar Robinsons. It, he's up there. I know I didn't name all of them. Steph Curry. But the problem is he can't be making forty-four million in twenty twenty-one. How would you say he is thirty-four? Yeah, he's thirty-four. Gonna be thirty-seven. He's gonna be thirty-seven, making forty-four million dollars, and he can't stay healthy at thirty-four. Well, he's only on a three-year deal, right? Yeah, but in 2021, the year I'm talking about, he's making $44 million. Will he? Oh, God, yeah. wow. Yeah, which, you know, you look, at their, you look at their roster for next year, and like you were saying, it's those four guys, that Chris there's, Paul, James Harden. There's nowhere for them to go. Like, the only way is if you, you have to get vets that are willing to take nothing for a chance for a championship which i don't if i'm a player i'm not going to the rockets to watch james harden dribble the ball no offense james harden's a great player but i'm not wasting my time watching him dribble when i can go play for the warriors we're gonna let me score 40 a night if i'm feeling it if if you're a spot-up shooter or a rebounder this is your team yeah they're they're gonna love you uh which Kind of leads me to Clint Capella. He, he's almost been found out. He's almost, he's almost uh, a non-factor anymore. This this postseason, the the Warriors just figured out how to take him away, and he was, it was like yeah. he wasn't even out there. Yeah, exactly. That's it, it. Really upset me. This. I mean, I'm glad it went as far as it did with the Houston series, but it it. I knew deep down there was no way they're getting out of this. Yeah, when you when you couldn't get past the Warriors without KD, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, maybe it's not as bad as people think when the Warriors don't have KD. But you know, you have you have your starting five under contract for next year. But then the problem is you literally have no one under contract. You were getting Kenneth Fareed for less than one million this year. God knows how. You were getting. Austin Rivers for a million dollars. That's not happening again. Gerald Green for two million. That's not happening again. And then Amon Shumpert. That I don't know why the hell he's even. That's just ridiculous. But then you the only other guy under contract in the entire team is Nene and Isaiah Hartenstein. Hartenstein. He could have. You could have told me that was an author of British novels, and I would have said, "Yeah, yep, I heard of him." I, I don't even know if he played. <laughs> I don't think he played a single minute, but PJ Tucker could start on any team in the NBA. He's, if you were use a word, he's a meat and potatoes guy, but he is spectacular. Eric Gordon is not even worth close to 14 million. Clint Capella, you can make an argument he's worth 16 million on the right a, team. A year ago, Eric Gordon was worth every penny. Yeah, not this, this year. This year, he has been very underwhelming. Yeah, and James Harden, you can say, Kobe can say, this kind of offense won't work to win the playoffs. First of all, 
James, they didn't run that offense in the playoffs. So stop that bullshit of retweeting Kobe's thing saying he tried to tell us. No, he didn't. The offense he was talking about is where James Harden's usage rate was above 80. They were talking about when James Harden looked like he was playing against a bunch, like he was like the dad playing against his four sons who he knows can't steal the ball or block him, so he just dribbles the ball around the three-point line. James Harden did that to get his team to the playoffs. He didn't do it because he wanted to. He, he they, did it to keep them above water. Yeah. Keep their head above water. And so you can't tell me that the reason that they didn't win is because he handled the ball too much. I thought in the playoffs he didn't handle the ball enough. Against the Warriors, there were, he took too many games off, and I think that had to do with him having to carry the load so hard in the regular season. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd rather see that letting him rest a little bit too much than just watching him literally gas himself and then not even be there in the fourth quarter when you need him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like the approach D'Antoni did this season, which I'm not even sure. I'm not sure D'Antoni's the answer. I love D'Antoni. I love his offense, but I don't think it, it's, it's going to work anymore. It, it, it's, it's very Suns. Old yeah. Steve Nash Suns-ish. So, I have a scenario. This is just a scenario. If you're the Rockets and you want to keep D'Antoni and maybe you're you're you are saying D'Antoni is the guy. He's our future. Do you trade James Harden for maybe the second overall pick? And then oh, you no. obviously you're the Rockets, you get more compensation. Do you start restarting? Or do you keep James Harden and say we're going to build around you? No, if you if you're if you're set on Dan Tony, I'm pretty sure Dan Tony's set on Harden as his guy, because he has repeatedly praised Harden. Yeah, and don't get I, me wrong, I I absolutely don't think they should trade James Harden. I think he is he is in the top. I don't want to crown a best player in the NBA. There's a group of five, and he is definitely in that group. You don't trade him. I'm just saying, like playing devil's advocate, but I like your answer. He's set you, on James Harden. You, you, you gotta. Chris, paying Chris Paul is the worst thing you could have done, and you did it. Paying I, is pay, there a team like the Cavs or the Suns that are awful that would say, "Eh, screw it, we'll take him." Ever in his career, I don't know. I don't know that someone could take on forty million dollars. Just maybe because maybe he'll play thirty games. For a thirty-five-year-old point guard, yeah, I don't know, but he's. Don't get me wrong; he's still. He's. I think he's still a probably top, top twenty-five player. And when he's on the court, he's Chris, a top twenty-five player. When, he, when, when he's, he's on playing, the court, he's, if you take everything into consideration—his age, his price, his uh, durability—I wouldn't even put him in the top fifty. He wouldn't even be sniffing my top fifty. Durability is a big factor. Once you pull muscles, once you start tearing things, good God. It's not easy to recover. But I'm looking at a team like maybe if I'm the Suns and you think, you know, the NFL and the NBA are different. The NFL, you get your young players, you go now. The NBA, you get your young players. Well, these guys are three years younger than when they come into the NFL. So you're, you got to keep building. But if you have Booker and Aiden and Booker's about to have to start getting paid again coming up, do you maybe go after a Chris Paul? Because I don't think it would take much to get him. 
The problem would be paying him afterwards. But do you get that, Chris Paul? Because they've reportedly said they've repeatedly said we're point guard away. That's something to look at. I don't think it'll happen, but could the Suns offer and I mean, could the Suns be risky enough to take on that with the way the West is shaped with you still have LeBron, you still have the Warriors, you still have James Harden, you have a young Utah team, Portland. You know who the uh, who the Suns have the point guard, right? Jimmer Fredette. <laughs> the Shanghai Sharks. All stars. Oh, oh, but yeah, I, I I really like their team. They just they need. I think they need a piece to mush it all together. Like yeah. I like I, Jack. Josh Jackson was a touch underwhelming this he year. Got arrested today. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Ran away from cops, but I mean it won't affect him in the long run. But it's just, just uh, <laughs> snippet. He Baker Mayfield it. It's all right. DeAndre. Uh, <laughs> DeAndre Aiden, I think I think he'll be a stud. Give him a few years. He averaged a double double without even trying his first year. That's just ridiculous. Give him a few years, I think he'll be a real stud. And then you got Devin Booker, who is an amazing scorer for as young as he is. Yeah. I think you need you need a pure point guard. Mm -hmm. And Chris Chris Paul Paul. is your guy, I think. The the other thing is at six, there could be a guy like a See, the person that I had the Suns getting out of the top three was Trey Jones from Duke. I don't know how much you watched a Duke, Corey, but he went, I think it was 80-some minutes without a turnover in the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. Like, he was my favorite Sorry, point guard, this? Trey Jones. That his, is- brother, his brother yeah. was Tyus. Yeah. yeah. I love Trey Jones. He ended up going back, but that's who Houston, that's who uh, Phoenix, excuse me, needs. They need that defending passing point guard but trey jones biggest fallback just like the rest of the duke guys they couldn't shoot threes but go on with the sun sorry i interrupted you you you, uh if you're a sun if you're the point guard there you don't need to shoot threes that's why that's true i i i don't know if this would work i don't know if this is in talks if this was i don't know i don't care uh (laughs) i love it (laughs) lonzo ball i think Oh, absolutely. He would, he would be perfect in this situation. If I'm the Suns, I would give up six for Lonzo Ball and snap my fingers. Because you have a, what is he, 6'7"? Six, six, he's 6'5", six, but he looks more 6'6". Six, six he's 6'5", okay. height, but his wingspan has to be... Whatever it is. You have he has a six, to be five, with 7-foot wingspan. Yeah. He's, he, I think he's going to be a stud. We both, we both love Lonzo Ball. We both love Lonzo Ball. I think he's going to be a better Ben Simmons in the long run. But mm, I like it. I like the hot take. But it's, is, it, is it a hot take? Because Ben Simmons hasn't gotten any better in two years. Granted, Lonzo Ball hasn't gotten much better. But if you see the stats of Lonzo Ball on the court versus off the court for the Lakers, Lonzo Ball defends. He's a He's a great passer, he's great in transition, and he's good driving to the hole. Ben Simmons is a below-average defender. He's a great passer, he's great in transition, and he's great getting to the hole. So they're almost good at the same things. It's just, do you want a LeBron body point guard, or do you just want a guy that can literally ball? No pun intended to his last name. 
but sorry, go on again about your what you think Phoenix should do. If I'm if I'm Phoenix, you give up the six. Uh, yeah, that's right. They they got six, right? Yep, six. Okay, they got you give up. They six. got boned on that. You give up six, and I'd even say, I'd, I'd hate to do it, but like maybe like a Dragon Bender. Yeah, I can see. He's never quite played up to that number two overall pick or whatever. There, he he's one of those players like a Markel Fultz who could see new pastures and maybe get better. And you try. I don't I don't know if they if Lakers would do it or not. You try and get Lonzo. And I say Josh Hart. Okay. Because Josh Hart coming off the bench and for Devin Booker, I think would be amazing. Yeah. And you could even Alonzo, Josh Hart, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. And uh, I don't know if Kelly Oubre is under contract for next year, but uh, him. You also have TJ Warren, I know, is under contract. Um, Mikhail Bridges. Uh, BG, power forward, Rashawn Holmes. He's not very good, but it's pretty cool. The the Like you said, the Suns are that point guard away. And if you're looking for a point pure point guard, by the definition, Lonzo Ball is about as close as it gets in my book. I don't... Young-wise, young yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... They're gonna need to add some vets in, there, in the offseason, though. Like, they yeah, just... That... Damn it, we They're talked so long about these Suns. I don't know what... I wrote down, don't talk about the Suns. They're not interesting. And there we are. But we're almost to the end. Uh, we have two more kind of big topics. I guess we're not really that close to the end, but we're getting there. Ish. Uh, <laughs> who knows? We might go three hours. No, I'm kidding. Let's do that. Free agency. Obviously, you have the top tier. You have Snake. Oh, sorry. Did I say that? Kevin Durant. Don't get me wrong. This is unbiased. Kevin Durant is the best scorer in the NBA right now. And probably, maybe, will definitely finish his career if he stays at this trajectory. The best scorer in NBA history. Have We, we have never seen a seven-footer that could shoot as well as anybody in the league, that can dribble Dirk. the ball as well as anyone in the league. Who were you about to say? <laughs> Dirk. Don't say Dirk. Dirk couldn't move. KD is smooth. That rhymed. KD is a great player. I don't think he has the championship DNA. Oh, he won the finals MVP twice. Kiss my bare white ass. Steph Curry. We'll get into that later. I'm not even going to talk about the Warriors yet. KD, top tier. Kawhi, top tier. Kawhi, I think this year, has been the best player in the NBA. It's so hard for me to not crown LeBron that, but he just didn't have – and I think part of it was his teammates, but gosh, LeBron just didn't have that juice this year. But just wait. He'll be back. So you have Kawhi, who I think is the best player in the NBA right now as of this year. And you have Kyrie in the top tier. And people are – people get so fed up in what's happening right now and saying Kyrie Irving is not clutch. He choked. As far as I can recall, that's the first bad playoff, not only game, but series he's ever had in his career. And don't give me LeBron made him better. They pushed each other. LeBron helped shape him into a champion. But Kyrie Irving is a great player, and he's very clutch. So don't get so 
caught up in what's happening right this second. Any of the second tier players, Clay, Jimmy, Boogie, Kemba, I'm probably forgetting some, but those are kind of the ones right on the top of my head. So what with KD? We'll start with him because KD. I'm sorry. I just not to not to go back on it, but you said LeBron didn't have the juice this year. No, his stats was his stats were juice. Watching him play live, he just didn't have that killer. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to get that clear. Oh no! His, if you his, look, the next his, person that tells me LeBron James had a bad season, listen to what Corey's about to tell you. His stat line is: kiss our butts. LeBron James is still a great player. He had twenty-seven point four points per game. Preach. He had eight point eight point five rebounds per game. Preach. He had eight point five assist or eight point three. Sorry, assists. Preach. Uh, his field goal percentage was fifty-one percent. Wow, his, that's good. Tell us more. His, his three-point percentage was just under average at uh, 33.9. And yeah, his that's okay. His free throw was pretty terrible. I will say that. It was 66. Oh, he's always been bad at that, but that doesn't matter. He uh, doesn't get foul calls. And then his, uh, his player efficiency rating was only a 25. Do you have the league 6. average pulled up? Uh, no, but his career average is 27.6. Mm. And then his win shares was only it was 7.1. 7.2. But Guys, LeBron James. He, he did look a step slow for LeBron James. Yeah, yeah, he just didn't have that killer attitude. He's never had a killer attitude. If he had a killer attitude, Michael Jordan would be an Ooh. afterthought for the best player ever. I don't know that first Heat series against the uh, against the Celtics Heat year one that was pretty killer. Well, just because he freaking dunked it on Jason Terry, who might as well have been some forty year old white guy out there. I'm just I saying, don't... if LeBron had a killer, if LeBron had a Kobe mentality, Mamba mentality, or if he had Michael Jordan, I'm gonna dunk it on you from the free throw line with my tongue out, and my dong's probably out the bottom of my shorts because they were only. That you guys have seen the shorts, just ridiculous. He wouldn't even look, Michael Jordan wouldn't even be in consideration for the top player ever. And yeah, if if you think Michael Jordan's the best player ever, I understand and respect your decision, but you're wrong. And LeBron is the best player ever. I'm not saying he's the best competitor. Not saying he's the best winner. Player, we're talking everything combined. But anyway, okay, <laughs> all inclusive. Okay. What was the question? I got off on a rant. Kevin Durant, where do you want to see him go this off? And do you think he'll bring a friend? Next. <laughs> I think he stays where he's at. I think I think if you're taking into account that he has a player option this year. It's not like he's just free. Like he can just sign back with the Warriors real easily if he wanted to. Yeah, I th- I think he stays where he's at. I mean, what, if, could if, this could this Western Conference Finals determine where he goes? I don't think so. I think he's I think he's gonna go where he's gonna go unless unless they get their asses handed to him, which I don't see that happening. I haven't even been looking. What's the score of this game? Do you know it's at halftime? Uh, nope. Uh, fifty fifty four forty five. Warriors up. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I don't. I think he stays. I wouldn't leave that situation if I were him. And 
they either have to pay you or they're playing clay. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. So unless you're willing to take another hit to the wallet, which isn't really that big a deal since he's already a couple millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> I think you stay. I, it, as a basketball fan, part of me wants to see him leave, but also part of me, and that's and that's not because I'm tired of Kevin Durant and the Warriors. It sucks to watch, but when you watch them, you're just in awe that how they do this with the chemistry and all. But part of me wants to see him leave to see the Steph Clay, Draymond Warriors again. They people forget how good they were. They weren't formed by Kevin Durant. Seventy-three win team. Yeah. I yeah. I personally I don't think Kevin Durant's going to the Knicks. I guys he's the softest player in the NBA when it comes to the media. Where's the toughest place to play in the media? New York. Where's the easiest? The most liberal town in America, San Francisco. Stay there. You're good. Your team's good. You go to New York. Good lord. I mean you shoot you shoot ten for twenty two and they're gonna they're gonna sacrifice you a Times Square says the best player in the NBA this past year, Kawhi Leonard. I I'm gonna I'm gonna start this one because I'm intrigued. So when I started this playoffs, I was lost. I was like, I don't even know if I want to watch. Then I was like, ah, I like CJ McCollum. He's a Browns fan. Oh, I like Kawhi Leonard. He does everything the right way. I'm gonna like the Raptors and the Blazers, and they've both been winning. They both improved me right. I think. I think after last or two nights ago, I think Kawhi stays. I think Kawhi's staying in Toronto. That team is set right now to win the East for years to come. Kyle Lowry has not choked this offseason. Marcus Sol is still a viable center. Serge Ibaka, if he's still under contract, I do not know, but Serge Ibaka has played well. Siakam, great rising star. Great rising star. Um, I don't know what Danny Green looks like, but he's one of those Kyle Korver-esque players. Um, and then you have Kawhi Leonard in that group. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, and Marcus Gasol, and Ibaka, and Siakam alone is, I mean, that's better than the Sixers team. That's, which is the only, because I think the Celtics are going to expl- implode on themselves, but I think he stays. What do you think he does? Or what do you want to see him do? Either one. Uh, I'd like to see him go to the Clippers. <laughs> I I think that'd be a great team. Uh, you got Lou Williams coming off the bench, scoring like a boss, <laughs> like a boss, like a boss. Uh, I I really like. I don't know what if if he doesn't go to the Clippers. I think he stays in Toronto. I don't think he likes Toronto by any means. But the Clippers, yeah, I think Toronto. If not San Antonio, Toronto's just the best place in the country. Oh, not the country. In the world, I guess I should say. For Kawhi Leonard. He's quiet. You don't hear about Toronto because they're across the border. They're nicer up there. I I don't know. I'd like to see an insight of what he is like with uh, Nick Nurse and the GM. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Or, I mean, the president. Uh, I want to know his, you know his chemistry with uh, Kyle Lowry because all this is going to get taken into consideration. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, I just 
I, I want to see what he can do with Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is probably okay. one of my favorite coaches. He's a he's an all time great, by far. I mean, with the what very, looks like a very mediocre team they had. Oh, they shouldn't have made the playoffs. Yeah, and they fought. And the, they made the Warriors. I mean, you six? look at yeah they yeah they might have helped whoever's playing the Warriors now because Kevin Durant playing those extra games could have, you know, put the wear and tear on his calf. Their their best player is Lou Williams. Their second best, I'm gonna say, is probably Gallinari. Yeah, he's a good scorer. And then after you that, got, you have a bunch of young, unproven rookies. You got Patrick Beverly and you got Montrell's Harrell. Oh, I forgot about Patrick Beverly. But Shea Gilgorias Alexander and uh, Shamit did play well in that series. Now that that's a series, and you have to prove more than six games. But like you said, they're not a very good team. I think it'd be interesting to watch, especially if you add that probably arguably best two-way player in the league. Oh, yeah, you add Kawhi Leonard to that team. Kawhi Leonard and Patrick Beverly alone would be terrifying if you're— who, On defense. I, yeah. I mean, are there two scarier players on defense in the NBA? I, I can't think of a second one out. I mean, Kawhi Leonard's easily the first. He's the only player in the NBA. Jimmy Butler. Down. Okay, you get Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, P-Bev. Yeah. And, you know, Giannis maybe can be up in that conversation sometime, but I so you think Kawhi to the Clippers, I like it. I don't I, I really like He's uh, an LA guy. Or yeah. California kid. <laughs> yeah, if I think the only better forward uh defensive player is probably uh Danny Green or sorry, Draymond. Draymond Green. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, Draymond Green has sucked on offense this year, guys, but don't forget, he's... You don't need it. If you are if you are anything but a Warriors fan, you hate Draymond Green. If you're an NBA fan and you just want to appreciate the sport, Draymond Green is someone that you you can appreciate. He... Nice selfie, Corey. He can... He is a, he's a willing passer. He's a great passer. He I can forgot st- we're on webcam. <laughs> Uh, you're good. I don't care. Most people probably aren't listening at this point. <laughs> you got, except for my loyal listeners. Thank you. Uh, Draymond Green's good. I this is we're gonna move on to the third free agent, my favorite free agent, because he's going to be a Laker, and his name's Tobias Harris. That that actually could be interesting. No, you had a big man three point shooter. I mean, that's something that that's something that we could look at. But Go look. ahead. But Kyrie Irving, he has a player option. He's not He's going gone. to accept that player option. He's gone. Why go to New York and play with Kevin Knox and presumably freaking Cam Reddish or R.J. Barrett, or you can go play with LeBron James? Guys, him and LeBron, they've made up. Brian Winhurst reported the bo- the door was bo- dead bolted. He apologized. That's that's not a making up. Well, they made up. They're buddies now. Trust me, I talked to him. I I got the <laughs> scoop. <laughs> I got the scoop and the ice cream scoop. But Kyrie Irving, um, and then. Lonzo Ball is going to be in Phoenix. So you're going to have Kyrie, 
Brandon Ingram, LeBron, Kyle Kuzma, insert random veteran center here. And then, um, oh yeah, the random veteran center is going to be Anthony Davis because the fourth overall pick and the sixth overall pick are going to go to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. There is your Lakers offseason. Bam! I just drilled that, and that was off the top of my head. I didn't, Oh my are you, gosh! Are you are you going off the fact that they trade Lonzo to the? Phoenix? Yes, that's the, yes, that's a fact already in my mind. Okay. Lonzo okay. to Phoenix. Phoenix is going to trade the sixth overall willingly. Obviously, we're going to send Lonzo, we're going to send Lonzo in a second. We're going to send Lonzo in a second. We'll give him a second. We're going to trade for AD. We're going to sign Kyrie Irving. Lakers are back on the top, um, guys. And this is the other thing saying LeBron should leave because the uh, front office is in shambles. LeBron James, LeBron James thrives under chaos. If you watch Kevin Love interviews and stuff, he was just on First Things First about a week ago. And they were talking about the chaos and stuff. And he said, we wouldn't have won that 2016 finals had not been for the chaos. LeBron doesn't like to sit in his own thoughts. He doesn't like to just sit there. He, LeBron's, it's all about the show. He's theatrical about it. So, what do you think about my uh, little swaparoo for the Lakers there? This is so easy. Easily done. It's definitely a done deal. Alright, next free agent. You're not even going to comment on it? <laughs> I I, I think Kyrie, I don't know where he goes. Like I, I, I'm thinking he goes or... <clears throat> I mean, I'd like to see him come out to the Lakers, but I don't know how realistic that is. I don't know how realistic it's not. It's, 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 New York it's, kid, it's, right? That's why they're thinking he's going to the Knicks. I don't know. I that's that would make the most sense just because you got pretty much a fresh start. It's your your call. They just traded Chris Dapps for what? Oh God, Kyrie's from Australia. I forgot about that. Where do you go? <laughs> In Ohio. Where'd he grow up in America? Anyway, um, he's go play for the Shanghai Sharks with uh, Jay. He's gonna take Jimmy for that spot. He'll be on the next 2K and Nets. Nets could be meh. Yeah, they don't. Um, they don't have uh, D'Angelo Russell back. By the way, guys, they have to resign him. He's unrestricted. Yeah, and if they don't resign him, then Nets could be a that's a uh, option. With the uh, speaking of. D'Angelo Russell, since we're not going to talk about him because he's so young and has only really had like one or two proven years, I don't think I'd like to see him go to Utah. I'd like to see him go to Utah. Oh, oh, he's done his homework on D. D. Russ because he's he's friends. He's good friends with Donovan Mitchell. Oh, is he? Mm -hmm. Oh, look at this. He's got the scoop too, guys. I talked to LeBron and Kyrie. No big deal. He talks to D'Angelo Russell and Donovan Mitchell. Oh, who's better? Oh, but that talk about that Utah team. Ooh, ooh. I, like I think that. that I think the Utah team would be great if they added Russell, because then you got uh, uh gosh, you got him, what Mitchell, Gobert, then the janitor, <laughs> Joe Ingles, <laughs> the whitest person in the NBA. I wonder where he's from. Croatia or something. They're all from over there. Um, I I like their team because they got they got Grayson Allen who 
Could Ooh, be good. Could I be really a bust. liked him out of college. I, I don't care if he trips people. I, my my favorite quarterback <laughs> grabs his grabs his nuts and flops a giant dong down. I don't care about that crap. Okay. You got <laughs> Kyle Corver still. You got Ricky Rubio. Kyle. Who are these all under contract in twenty nineteen? Uh, I think so. I'll uh, check. You keep, talk- yeah. keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to. You got Derek <laughs> Favors, who is a, I think a pretty good Yeah, he's a very uh, good player. He he'll always go under the radar, but I mean yeah. he's good. Um Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year. Uh, yeah, he's great. Rudy Gobert is one of the best centers in the NBA. You got Jay Crowder, who underachieved but could be decent. He's I, a he's a lesser PJ Tucker. You like him on your team. Yeah, you're a little top heavy with guard though, because you mm-hmm. got Grayson, you got uh, Dante Exum, you got <coughs> Dante. Did he, did he play this year? <coughs> you got uh, Kyle. You got Donovan. You got that. Uh, Gosh, what's his name? Neto? Raul? Raul yeah. Neto? I don't think Dante uh, Exum played this year. Ricky Rubio, and then you got the Naz, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Naz Mitrao Long. I don't know if he played or not, but that's... So, Dante Exum got hurt. He only played 42 games this year. Oh, man. Dante Exum's yeah. a, he's always a player that's just never been able to quite reach that because injuries and such. Man, that stinks. But yeah, if they can bring him back, I I like that D'Angelo Russell to the Utah Jazz. That could be a good team because I mean they're one they're one Donovan Mitchell shot away from being that much better. And you can't they, put all they, that pressure on a twenty three year old, twenty two year old. They could use a season small forward, but I don't know where they're gonna get that. Yeah, and they don't have a, a good draft pick. Or yeah. Like Jimmy Butler would be the best option, but I doubt he's going to go there to Utah. Actually, uh, I was listening to Stephen A. Smith, and he was talking about how uh, him uh, Lillard is uh, recruiting Jimmy out to Portland. That would be fun. That would yeah, be that'd, that'd be pretty good. You can't hear my dog growling, can you? No. Okay, that would have been annoying for the listeners. Um. That that I guess we'll go right into Jimmy Butler with that. What, where do you see him going? Uh, I think Jimmy. I don't know. Like I. Yeah, you have to make him. Uh, if you, where Jimmy Butler goes because he has a player option. You, it's I don't depend think, on what the Sixers do this off season. I I think if he leaves, he's got he's gonna go somewhere where he's the number one or he's playing with Kyrie. Okay. Okay. Because, like, if he if he's the number one option, I don't think they win. I think they are a very average Chicago playoff. Bulls. Yeah, they are a very average playoff border pre pre Paul George Thunder Pacers team. Thunder. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I he's he he's just he's never. Now at this point in his career, Jimmy Butler is overhyped. He is a grab your lunch pail, go to work every day, and bust your butt and tell you how it is. But I don't like with the Portland thing when Stephen A. Smith said that he doesn't fit in Portland. Dame's ball dominant, CJ's ball dominant, Jimmy's ball dominant. That doesn't work. I don't. I don't see a, a legitimate place where Jimmy Butler 
is that I can see him really going to the New York Knicks with a guy like maybe Kemba Walker. That's where I think Kemba's going to go. New York Knicks. I, you can't stay in Charlotte. I don't care if that's where you, you've played your whole career. He's from New York, actually from the city, one of the few players. And, you know, Kemba, Jimmy, and then the third overall pick, R.J. Barrett. Just try to build that way. The Knicks, Jimmy Butler just has been always overhyped to me. If it, uh, sorry, if you're the Lakers this offseason and you don't go after Kyrie, I think your next option is Kemba. Oh, absolutely. Would play because Kemba and Kyrie play in a very similar style, but Kemba plays defense. Yeah, and uh, honestly, Kemba plays defense. He is—he's he's not as offensively gifted. No, but, but he's he still. Plays- plays defense and he's still very good on offense uh just plays a little bit different style than Kyrie but he's still the break you down hit that jump uh hit that step back jumper he can get to the hole he's smaller than Kyrie but he got he's not plagued with injuries that's something to think about yeah yeah I um this one is just kind of like to me at this point eh I Boogie Cousins. I I think after he, what did he do? Tore his quad hip, or something? Quad, yeah. I don't think he gets paid. No? I don't uh, know where he. I honestly don't even know where anyone would, I guess the Warriors might try and sign him back. Warriors on another five million year deal. I, uh, I don't know where he would. Teams don't want centers. I mean, they would love to have a DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, Cousins brings a lot of baggage. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sticking with injured big men, your boy, Kristaps Porzingis, had a couple bad offseason allegations, but it looks like that's being resolved. He's restricted. How much Mark Cuban going to drop on the unicorn i think he gives him i think he gives him a max i don't i don't want him to no that's not a bad thing i he's uh still on that rookie max however it works it's kind of like what ben simmons got i think the max he can get is like that uh it's like a 150 or something one whatever ben simmons i'll look it up but you keep talking about he's i love him i i like everything about his game he is a taller Slightly slower, Durant. Well, not slightly. He's a he's a bit slower. He's just a faster Dirk. Uh, I I love his game though. I think he'll be great once he comes. If he comes back eighty percent of what he was, he'll still be great. Um, pairing him with uh, crap. What's I lost his name. Um, Luca. Luca. Luca Doncic. You pair those two together, I think that's gonna be a great duo when they're when they're ready to swoop in for the Western Conference. Yeah. The only problem with the Mavericks, which I'm sorry, Corey, we're not gonna get into because they're least they're less interesting. After those two, they're less interesting than the Cavs, which is something that's saying something. Yeah, they're pretty bland. Luca and Kristaps, though, if you can keep those two, that. I mean, that's uh, can you can't ask for a better building box. 
You can't. Um, Chris Dapps, he, I mean, he's got to stay. In. You don't trade for him if you're not going to sign him. But, yeah, he'll get the most amount of money he can get. Clay Thompson, I I would love to talk about him, but he's staying in the war. He's staying in Golden State. Do you have an argument on that, or is that where you think he's going to be? If, if Durant stays, he's he's gone. Um, oh, okay. I think. Clippers? I think. I don't know. I think wherever he gets paid the most. Okay. Yeah. He kind fits of, in. He fits literally in any. System. Every single offense. We've said this so many times. We're just in awe of Clay Thompson's game. I've I've ter- I've hated the person he's coming. He's kind of turned into a giant douchebag on the court. Not gonna lie. But he fits he, in any offense. Yeah, because he can put it on. He can put it on the ground, or he can spot up and just. Drill it in your face, and he is going to guard you relentlessly. Yeah, I would love to see him in Portland. As I'm watching this game, that that they're just one, they're that one player away. Kawhi Leonard in Portland would be scary good, but Kawhi Leonard's very ball dominant, which is not good. That's why someone like Clay. Um, if I just go well, through this list, are Tobias you, are you Harris. On, are you going to give up on C, uh, CJ? No, no, no. I would play Clay at the three man. Clay oh, six, Clay six, gotcha, seven. Gotcha, he guards gotcha. LeBron. I'm not worried about that. No, CJ's the man. Um, Tobias Harris, I think, would work great in. Uh, you you Portland. can't pay all three. I think they can. Uh, I think they can pay one more person. I think because their contracts. I mean, they have literally no one. Gotcha. I could be wrong. You look. You can look it up. I don't really know. Yeah. But, Tobias uh, Harris. I, he's he's a really solid. Yeah, but I mean, like Tobias won't get the max. I don't think he, he played too. He's played no, too bad uh, the postseason. Still a great player. Um, I mean, a play a team would give him the max. A uh, let's see who's really bad. Uh, <laughs> the Phoenix Pelicans, Phoenix, the Cavs, maybe. There's a lot of Cavs don't. Give. Cavs don't have any room to hey, find a max player. Hey, we'll give him Rocket Mortgage. We will give him the company, Rocket Mortgage Company. Um, Al Horford having a player option. I've said this time and time again. He's I my favorite he center in the NBA. I think he stays too. He's not going to get paid more than he's getting paid there. Uh, we went over D'Angelo Russell. I, I don't know where he's going, but I don't think it's Brooklyn. I don't think he really cares about Brooklyn that much. Um, I think the Sixers are not going to be very good next year. Uh. It was more unrestricted free agents. That's your boy DeAndre Jordan. Have any thoughts on him? Um, I don't know. I I uh, was ecstatic when we signed him. The Mavericks, that is. Yeah, for the second time. And, yeah. <laughs> the fake signing. For the for the second time. That was something else. That hurt me. <laughs> Yeah, I remember uh, getting a text. Yeah, Explicit. I was I was upset. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know. Um, he's he's oh, kind of he falls into that. Deon, uh, what? Demarcus Cousins area. Teams don't really want to. Yeah, they don't want to play your centers. Yeah. You, you, I think he goes somewhere on like a maybe ten year deal or ten ten million deal, maybe. The only, the only center I would pay in the NBA is Al Horford. 
I, I don't care how crazy people think I am. You watch That's, Al Horford. He, it's because you have to for $30 million. He wrote... <laughs> it looks like he wrote the book on how to be a center. Um, Kind of last watched, thing... I, he watched one too many Tim Duncan games. Yeah, I mean, I would agree, but if Tim Duncan played today, he would be a center, but he was a power forward back then. Tim Duncan was the best power forward in the NBA. Don't even bring Dirk at me. That's a joke. <laughs> but Dirk is definitely up there. Last thing I kind of want to talk about. I mean, this ran a little bit longer than normal, but that's okay. It's a lot better talking to someone else than myself. Uh, and I know this is a Browns podcast, but guys, uh, you guys like sports. We're going to talk about other things sometimes. It's uh, Yeah, today was OTAs and stuff like that, so my next episode is going to be full of Browns stuff. This has been a good NBA one because uh, – we knew someone was going to have to talk about Zion. It was the up. lottery. What do you want? Yeah, it was the lottery, guys. Back off. Um, last thing. We're going to talk about Steve Kerr and the Warriors. I don't think Steve Kerr is still being recognized enough as how good of a coach he is. Well, I, I I, don't know. He, I, I mean, I have no doubt in my mind that he knows basketball. He may be the greatest coach we've ever seen. And we don't know it, but like <clears throat> you have probably a top what all time could potentially be a top, a top all time. Well, definitely the greatest score scoring point guard. Yep. Best shooter in NBA history. Best, best shooter in NBA history. And then you have the third or fourth best shooter in NBA history. Exactly, and then you have Kevin Durant, the fifth or sixth best shooter in NBA history, and then you Behind have Draymond Ray Allen and Green. Reggie. Draymond Green, probably the best. Hey, what well, he does, he's one of the, the Dennis Rodman of this generation. One of the best all around. Oh, just I know what you mean. He's your it's the meat and potatoes guy. He'll do whatever you ask of him, and he doesn't. He doesn't care what he looks like. He's still douchebag, but he's good at what he does. And then on top of that, your benches slants are wow, wow! I can't think of his name. Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston. And I, Andre Iguodala. Sean Livingston, you get paid to be tall, and shoot, shoot that layups. stupid ten foot jumper. What the hell even is that? <laughs> I don't know. And you have Iggy, who's a poor man's LeBron, but he works on that team. Yeah, yeah, he does. I. This is my argument for Steve Kerr being. An absolutely outstanding coach. You lose, like we've talked about, one of the best scorers in the history of the NBA. And your team comes, you, two days later, your team comes out and looks like the team two years ago, the offense two years ago you put in. Because KD, when he's in, they don't run the same offense. Next, no, they for, don't. Uh, when you, go, you guys are listening, next time you watch KD play with the Warriors, if we ever see that again, actually. Then you watch KD without the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors without KD. They don't play the same offense. And they they almost seamlessly put together that 2016 offense again I, and with a snap of the fingers. And yes, I, it obviously helps the players you have. And I think that Mark Jackson, had he not been fired for whatever damn reason... People are, I don't know why Mark Jackson hasn't gotten a phone call yet. If he does done something completely terrible that we've not heard of, the player, the coach that built 
Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green is right now commentating a damn game because he's been jobless for three years. I don't understand that. Do you? I don't. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I don't know. But I, Frank Vogel has a job. They're like, giving. That yeah, yeah. I I don't understand that, but and this can go for or against my argument for Steve Kerr being kind of underappreciated. The Warriors without KD are twenty four and one this year when Steph plays. At we think the Warriors are going to fall apart if KD leaves this year. Oh, they're not. They're, they're we're horribly mistaken, people. I is I will say this: Steph's ankles aren't going to last forever. Smaller point guards never last long. He's had 17 trillion high ankle sprains. <laughs> what is a high ankle sprain? <laughs> I don't I, know. I looked it up today because J.C. Treader for the Browns played on one all last year. It's regarded as more painful than a broken leg. And I'll tell you what, when Corey's sister hit me with a jet ski and broke my leg, it hurt a lot. So I don't want to know what a high ankle sprain feels like. Yes, that's a true story. Me and his sister got in a jet ski accident. Needless to say... Not allowed to drive the jet skis at the lake anymore. <laughs> uh, but what what do you think is going to happen with the Warriors post KD or next year when it's KD and no play? Um, if it's if it's Steph and KD, or, sorry, if it's Steph and Clay, I think they're still a number one seed. Sorry, regardless, whichever one leaves, they're still a number one seed. Mm-hmm. There's not as much gap between them and the Rockets. If Katie stays, I think the Rockets have more of a shot. I don't think they beat them, but I still think they have more of a shot. If they lose, if they lose Clay and keep KD? Yes. If they lose, like if, they really- lose if they lose KD, if Katie leaves, I think they're still at where they are now. I think they're better. I think Some- they're better with KD just because they play that different uh, style. Yeah, the the more it's, traditional ISO kind of new thing that everyone's doing. I don't, I don't, I don't think you beat them. They go back to that seventy-three win no. Warriors yeah. team. I think if they lose KD, they'll actually be better. Hear me out. You're gonna have thirty some million in cap space. You're still gonna have Steph. You're still gonna have Clay. You're still gonna have Draymond. Yes, those guys are gonna get paid a little more. But you're going to tell me that if I'm just going through this undrafted free agent list, you lose KD. You're going to tell me Boogie isn't going to want to come back and prove himself. You're going to tell me Nikola Vucevic, which we haven't even talked about. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. He was really, 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 really good this year. Tobias Harris would fit that Warriors system amazingly. Um, J.J. Redick. I think Brooke Lopez would. Oh, absolutely. Because he Brooke can Lope- shoot now. Yeah, what the hell happened with that? That's a, that's something I wanted to say. I turn around and start watching the Warriors game, and I forget that Brooke Andrew Lopez is hitting threes. I forget that Bogut is playing again. Like, if Bogut can play on this Warriors and be good, anybody in the NBA can play on these Warriors and be good. Clay is not. KD is a system of the Warriors. The Warriors are not a system because of KD. They were this before KD. KD wasn't this before the Warriors. KD leaves. 
he won't be as good. People seem to forget that. You go to New York with seamlessly nobody, it's going to have a piss-poor season, comparatively. If you lose KD this offseason, I think you go after Tobias. Yeah, I can see that. Not as good as a defender as you usually want in the Warrior system, but they're seeming to go away a little bit more from defense and more work on... Uh, I mean, it's still a defensive strategy, but they're going away from their hard-nosed man-to-man defense, and they really focus more now on their switches, which more, more teams just need to focus on. Learn how to switch the damn pick-and-roll. But they're going after systematical players more than or, just we're or- faster, stronger. Or you can go Marcus Marcus Morris. You're gonna you're not gonna pay Ooh. as much. You're not gonna have to. He's not gonna be as offensive as you'd like. No, but he's just right. one of those cogs in any offense and defense. Yeah. I think he'd be great. Him and Draymond at the court floor at the same time are gonna start some they're gonna have some serious trash talk and, on. And then and they sign Lance Stevenson. Uh so Oh dear can... God. <laughs> the first time he air guitars, they're gonna kick him out of you're gonna kick him out of Oracle. All right, I think that's it. Do yeah. you have something else? No, anything else you want to touch on? Who, who prediction? Who's going to finish this game? Right now, it's a on my screen. It's a seven point game, six point game. Yeah. Who do you think? Who do you got? I got Portland. They're pulling off. Uh, Actually, I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen how they're shooting. No, I Warriors win this easy. Warriors win this series easy. Uh, five games max. Ooh, I'm I'm going seven. No, they, seven they game have... seven game here, and I'm going seven games in the East. I think Toronto is clearly better than the Bucks, but I don't think Toronto has enough firepower to just sweep people. If that makes sense. Oh, Toronto, Toronto doesn't. Um, Toronto, I think will at least lock Giannis at least two games. Yeah, I know. Not... I Kawhi Leonard's gonna slow Kawhi's... Giannis down. If you can stop I... LeBron, you can stop Giannis. I think uh, Giannis Giannis scores under twenty five in at least two games. Uh huh. They'll 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 have some kind of defense set up for him, like a six games Toronto. I'm calling it. Okay, so you got five games, Warriors. Yep. But John Collins just dunked. How are you gonna make them lose if John Collins just dunked? Uh, because Steph Curry is Steph Curry. That's fair. All right. All right. Thank you for joining me today, Corey. Like I said, go give him a follow on Twitter, at Miller97. Hopefully, we'll be doing a lot more of these, just not starting so late. Yeah, um, that was my bad. No, you're good. I was I was at the dog park with my dog. But, uh, yeah, this is your episode four of the Dog Check Podcast. Thank you for joining. All right. That's good.